Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Grit. This is episode number eight, and I'm calling it Where to Find What You Need the Most. So this podcast is called Grit, which stands for Grief Relief. It takes time because, obviously, grief relief does take time. And I I wanted to call the show Grit because it takes real grit to brave this landscape of grief. I'm Mary Werdeman, your host, and this podcast is about loss and dealing with deep grief, but it's also about the unexpected lessons that grief teaches and the gifts and blessings and the grace that grief can offer. I've been feeling my way along this grief path since losing my beloved son, Brian, and both my mom and dad, um, just a few months apart from each other, all within a year. And I share that with you just so that uh, I can provide a little bit of context from where I'm sharing these thoughts and uh, in this space and um, in my experiences, where I'm sharing them all from. It's my deep wish that you'll find some sense of comfort, understanding, and hope from listening here. I think that by sharing our stories and our hearts, it, it empowers others to do the same. So many people grieve alone in silence. And I think that that just keeps us stuck and in pain and it prolongs our suffering. Grief needs to come up and out. So I hope that you'll join me here because I think that it helps to know that you're not alone. So again, welcome and thanks for being here. Um, and whew, can I just say that I'm, I'm, I'm moved by the content behind this podcast. It's kind of been brewing in me for a while, and I hope that I can bring that inspiration forward. I'm going to try. Um, and so in that thought or realm, I just kind of want to let you know where we're going here. Um, I'm going to one share a uh, a quote by Carl Jung, and then I'm going to share some thoughts from Dr. Joan Rosenberg about unpleasant feelings, and also share a little blurb from Rob Bell um, on enduring uh, invitations. And if I could just say that um, also that if you're unfamiliar with Dr. Joan Rosenberg uh, and Rob Bell, uh, I highly encourage you to look them up. Uh, They're just so inspiring. And I hadn't been familiar with Dr. Joan Rosenberg. I just kind of stumbled upon her, which is sometimes the case with some of these, these podcasts. I just, I'm kind of a, a sponge. And uh, anyway, she just really resonated with me. She said some really incredible things about feelings that I felt could be um, applicable to our grief path and our grief journey. So I wanted to share some of those thoughts and feelings with you. So um, with that, let's just go ahead and dive in. Um, The first thing that I wanted to do was pose a question. And that question is, 
what do you need the most to move forward in this journey? What do you need the most to move forward? Now, I know that that's a big question. Um, You may not even have an answer to it. You may not know. You may not even want to move forward. Or you do and you just don't know how. But, and even to pose that question, you first have to accept that this is where you are and that there is no going back. But, uh, you know, that's not possible. We can't go back. So we need to move forward. And again, the question becomes, what do you think you need? What do you need in this moment to need to move forward? Is it peace of mind? Would it be relief from the what ifs or if the if onlys? Could it be relief from sadness? Or maybe you need to let go of guilt or resentment or anger. How about the feeling of helplessness or disappointment? You know, what if I told you the following? This is the quote by Carl Jung, and it goes like this. That which you need the most will be found where you least want to look. Now, that's a big statement in grief. That which you need the most will be found where you least want to look. That's tough. I mean, what if that means that to find what we're looking for means that we have to be willing to look into our grief, that maybe we need to be willing to sit with and pose questions to our grief, look our grief straight in the eye. That's really hard. The willingness to to let it in instead of trying to run away the other way. But, you know, I don't want to oversimplify here. Um, You know, I get that we'd rather run away. The feelings that we face can feel so overwhelming and way too intense. We'd rather avoid them because maybe we're afraid that if they start, they'll never stop. Or, you know, that aside, maybe you don't feel comfortable looking at your grief, or maybe it feels more noble to push it aside, you know, because you'd rather be positive and you'd rather focus on the blessings that you still have, which is a noble thing to do. We do still, I I still have so many blessings. I'm sure you do too. There are blessings. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to want to look at the unpleasant and maybe it even feels wrong to go there you know as if letting those feelings in would would be like wallowing or or like we'd be letting someone else down because they'd have to witness our sadness right 
maybe we feel like we're doing the right thing by not burdening other people with our sadness. But the question is, who is that really serving? And again, what if I proposed that that is exactly where you need to go if you're going to work through your grief and move forward? Maybe you need to go into your grief. Now, I know that, and I'm not trying to tell you the right way to grieve. I'm not doing that. But I'm just putting forth some ideas, opening up some possibilities, and I'll let you be the judge. Because I understand that maybe going into your grief, turning toward it rather than away, is a really, really unpleasant thought, isn't it? But according to Dr. Joan Rosenberg, who is a highly regarded expert psychologist, experiencing and moving through unpleasant feelings is the key to building emotional resilience. Our emotional strength is directly tied to our ability to move through specific uncomfortable feelings. And she contends that those feelings consist of the following. There's sadness, which is grief. There's shame, helplessness, anger, vulnerability, embarrassment, disappointment, and frustration. So we want to be emotionally resilient, right? I mean, that's sort of moving through um, or trying to put our lives back together. We have to become emotionally resilient. But the question is how? How do we, how do we move through these feelings? Um, because these are all feelings that are associated with grief. Um, and she says basically that it takes a choice those eight feelings that I just told you about, and then 90 seconds. And in order to, to do that, the number one first thing that we have to do is make a conscious short choice to allow them in, then to be aware and fully present about it. Um, try to not shut down or numb out, or run. Um, it takes a willingness to stay aware, to stay present. and um, But it takes a willingness. And that's the, first, that's the first thing, I guess, is to try to be open to the idea of letting those emotions and feelings in. But the missing link, you know, as I said earlier, that sometimes we don't want to go there because it's so overwhelming and, and it feels as if we, if we let them in, then they'll just consume us completely. But she contends that apparently, and hang, hang with me here a little bit, apparently there is a physical response to these unpleasant feelings. What we feel emotionally is felt in the body um, first as a, a bodily or a physical sensation. 
and then these certain emotions, um, they follow and they don't, and this whole process does not feel good. Um, this physical reaction that we have, um, doesn't feel good. And it's that really that we're trying to dist- distract from or get away from. But apparently these sensations that precede the emotion itself only last about 90 seconds. So if we can be aware of that, you know, and to be aware of what we're feeling is fleeting, then maybe that can help us to ride out the wave. Doesn't that make sense? Um, If we can understand on the outset that, that if we let these emotions in and feel that intensity, that it will subside. So the question begs, what unpleasant feelings are you trying to get away from? And what's holding you back? You know, I encourage you to, to stop and notice where you might be feeling this in your body. When you start to feel overcoming, is your does your neck get tight? Do you does your throat constrict? Does your heart to your chest feel tight and heavy? That's what's making you uncomfortable. And you know, if you're feeling thoughts that you never want to feel, you're thinking that you never want to feel them again. And it's so off-putting that that's probably a clue that that's the feeling that you might need to move towards and spend a little more time with. And again, grief is sadness. And moving forward has to do with riding the wave of the sadness or waves, right? I mean... Grief comes in waves sometimes, not just a wave. And the physical and emotional discomfort, that lasts about 90 seconds a pop. Feelings are temporary and and waves come in tumultuously, moderately, or sometimes even gently. And our grief, again, is actually the waves of the waves But the more that we can stay present to the experience and surf those 90-second waves any way that we can, they will recede. And with consistency and awareness, as as you feel them coming on, then you'll gain a sense of centeredness and, and maybe even be able to unhook from the stories that you're telling yourself about your grief, if that makes sense, and from old life stories in general. And as that happens, then more insights start to follow. And this is where, taking a little out of context, but this is where Rob Bell comes into play. He talks about he talks about the invitation of spirit, and um, I would say, you know, our grief is like an invitation. It's an enduring invitation to look for where our spirit or spirit God 
is hovering over you, over you in, the, in the dark waters of your grief. What new creation can even come out of this grief? I think, you know, if we feel the full weight of it, um, that's more beneficial than if we try to skip it, push it away. You know, everyone grieves differently. You know, some people can move through it very quickly, and but most don't. And if you push it down, I mean, it's one thing to move through your grief just because that's the way you're doing it or what feels comfortable. It's another thing to push it down and skip it because in some way that may come back later to, to I don't know, haunt you, but just come back and, and be there. You, you know, you have to deal with it. So to be willing to let it in and, and then gradually you can begin to sense an energy. Have you, has that happened for you? You know, if you're new to this grief journey, perhaps not. But as time goes on, little by little, you can sense a certain energy where, you know, when you let grief in, it has a tendency to open you up. Your world, your life, it's not as it was. And when we accept what's happened and properly grieve that loss, we can begin to move forward. We can begin to rebuild to a certain extent. We can begin to rebuild our lives. So often, I, you know, I hear of people who, after a certain length of time with their grief, they begin to bring forth some really incredible things or knowledge or peace or something. Now, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, a, a crazy monumental awesomeness, an awesome thing that, that people are doing. But some really incredible things can be born out of our grief. Um, so many amazing things have grown up out of grief. You've, I'm sure that you've seen it yourself. And making peace or gaining a certain level of acceptance seems to give rise to imagination or a sense that people begin to wonder, how can I, what can I do with this? How can I make a difference? Um, how can I put this together and make something good come of this? Something, something. That's just one of the many things that can be uncovered where you least want to look. The gift of who you really are resides there by looking where you least want to look. Oh, and here's another quote that just popped into my head. I love this one. It's something that Liz Gilbert said. Um, but I saw it somewhere and it goes like this. When we are born, the universe buries gifts of gems within our souls and then st stands back to see if we can find them. That's pretty awesome. And I, and I, I believe that even in deep grief, which has the tendency to strip away 
everything that we really are not. If we are aware and awake, we can find these gifts or gems. These gifts and gems that are within our souls, that are in the very depths of our souls. Because grief has this way of making us stop and pay attention. And it tells us who we truly are. So, in closing, I ask you again, what do you need to move forward? How can your grief serve you? What can you find in your grief? And if you can't answer those questions, maybe it's just as simple as the next time the waves are upon you, maybe just attempting to stay open to that question, to stay awake and aware, and then gently notice what comes up. So with that, my friends, I will leave you and may love always surround you and may love guide your way on. Until next time, take care.